Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from Epicos Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more information about Epicos, please visit epicos.org. Always a pleasure to be with you today. Um, don't you guys love that new uh, intro for the, the sermon series? It's very cinematic. Me and the other campus pastors were kind of talking about that, and it's like, it just feels like an exciting movie is getting ready to happen. And, and there should be like a pastoral like voiceover going like, and now. But you, we're, we're, like I said, we're just so thankful that you're here. And uh, before we get started into uh, today's word and uh, hear what God has to say for us, will you join me in a word of prayer? Father, we thank you and we love you, O God. We just ask that you continue to uh, help us to draw nearer to you, O God. We just ask that you continue to uh, open up our hearts that we might hear your word and be strengthened and encouraged by what we hear. And Father, help us to love and encourage one another, O Lord, as we are on this Christian journey together. We thank you and we praise you for all things. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This morning we are continuing on in our, in our new sermon series, The Center of All Things, and we are going to be taking a deep dive into the book of Colossians. Uh, last week, uh, Pastor Frank had started off our sermon series in the first chapter of Colossians. He actually just did two verses, and so he left room for me for this week. And so this week we'll be covering verses 3 through 14 in your Bible. So if you have your Bibles, some that are in our, in our seat backs, on your digital devices, we're going to be looking at Colossians, first chapter, verses 3 through 14. But as we get started, um, my role here at Epicos, I, I serve as the multi-site pastor, and as the multi-site pastor, I work with all the campus pastors, and I help create vision for the church and uh, just us going forth as a church body. But prior to my role as the multi-site pastor, I served as the pastor of prayer and care. And one of the things that I did with all the campuses and working with the various prayer teams is that each week, and I'm pretty sure if anyone's been coming to Epicos for a little while, you've seen and heard this plug that we do each week. We have this lovely orange card. This is our Connect card. And on the top of that card, it says something that's particularly special. It says, Connect with us. And so on that card, each week, uh, we would ask that you would fill out a little information, and on the back, there is a space for prayer requests and praise reports. And this is something that we take near and dear every week of our prayer requests and praise reports that come in from you, our brothers and sisters here at the church. And with these prayer requests, you all share some of the things that are going on in your lives that you would like prayer for. And we are so thankful for you to share those. And once again, feel free to, to fill these out. You'll be able to put those in the offertory baskets and there are black boxes also by the, the front of the sanctuaries that you can share your prayer requests and your praise reports. But please do fill these out. Because we're going to explore a little bit more what that looks like for us as a church body. And what we find is that when we pray, first of all, let's, let's, just, just, let's just time out for a second and talk about prayer. Because some of you might not understand what prayer is. 
And to talk about prayer, let's just simply define it as this. Prayer is a conversation and communication with God. At its simplest form, that's what prayer is. It is a, it's communication with God. And when we communicate with God, when we pray with God, we bring different elements of our lives to God in different, in different ways. Um, some prayers are prayers of adoration. We're just thankful for God for who he is and what he's done in our lives. And we, we, we just adore him. And so we just want to talk to him about our love for him. Some prayers are prayers of confession where we take the time to confess our sins or the things that we have that, are, that we struggle with in life, things that are our shortcomings that we have within our lives. Those are some of our, the, 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 the things that we pray about. And some things are just prayers of thanksgiving. We just, we just lift up hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for, for loving me. Thank you for caring for me so much. Thank you for delivering me from, from sin. Thank you for, for healing me. Uh, we had different things that we're thankful for. And sometimes we have prayers that are just prayers of supplication. And supplication means that we just get very specific. We're just in conversation with God about the things that we're praying about, uh, people that we might be praying about, uh, different things that might be heavy on our heart. Um, and what I described is, is a, a, a prayer model that's been used and taught for the years. It's, it's called the ACTS models. That's, that's the, uh, a, a means of A, adoration, C, confession, T, thanksgiving, and S, supplication. And so these are just different forms of uh, expressions of what prayer looks like for us. And so today we're going to take a look at a prayer that Paul had for the Colossian church, a prayer that he had expressed for his people, these, this people, uh, this church that he actually had never seen before. And so we're going to take a look at scripture of what that looks like. And so for our first outline, we are going to look at, we pray for gospel transformation this comes from Colossians, the first chapter, verses 3 through 8. And it reads as follows. Put my eyes on. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you all have for the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing. As it also does among you, since the day you have heard of it and understand the grace of truth in God, of God and truth. Just as you learned from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to you your love in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. What we find in this, this opening prayer that Paul is speaking to the Colossian church, we find that he is speaking a word of hope and encouragement 
to this church. As we find uh, this, with this letter that Paul has written, Paul has, did not found the Colossian church. He speaks of Epaphras who actually founded the Colossian church. And Paul is actually in prison at the time when he's writing this letter. But off of the testimony and the witness that he heard of the church that was growing in Colossae, he wanted to write them and give them encouragement for, for standing in the gospel and knowing that their faith is, is, is being talked of and that it was bearing fruit as far as who they were as a body of believers. He goes on to say that, you know, not only were they bearing fruit, but he wanted to encourage them for the hope that was laid up for them in heaven. Now, as Pastor Frank had uh, shared with us last week about Colossae, um, the Colossian church had to contend with a lot of things culturally of what was going on for them. Uh, one of the things that they had to contend with is what uh, Pastor Frank had explained was called syncretism. And this was a merging of religious beliefs and where the church was being pressured and encouraged to just recognize Jesus as just one of many gods and that he would be added onto the pantheon of gods that they had worshipped uh, culturally there. And so Paul wanted to encourage them that Jesus was not one of these gods that they were encouraged to worship, but he was God, that he is God, and that the, the faith that, he, that they had put into him was not only going to help and strengthen them on their, their walk, but they can also take hope of what Jesus had already prepared for them at, from this, in this world and even in heaven. And so this was a letter and a prayer of encouragement for them in their walk and, and standing strong and standing firm within the gospel. And we find that, that this is very parallel to where we are in our current world. That there are a lot of things that are pulling us away from the truth of Jesus. That uh, culture and society might just be flowing down a certain path that is contrary to the gospel. But we are to encourage our, each other to stand strong in Jesus and to stand strong in his truth and his word. And as Paul had encouraged the Colossians church, he speaks of how that when we stand with Jesus, when we stand and live a life according to his spirit and his will, that there is fruit that is uh, birthed from what we do. And someone might say, okay, just what exactly is this fruit? What does spiritual fruit look like? What is the fruit that uh, Paul is saying that this church is bearing? First of all, uh, some of the fruit that is being bared is the fruit of the testimony in the spirit that God gives us in loving one another to spread his word and to spread salvation and to talk about God's goodness and who he is and how there is hope and joy in Jesus and how there is restoration and healing in Jesus. The gospel fruit that we see bared around us is through our witness and testimony of how God has moved in our lives when we draw people to the church to be the church. For we know the church is not a physical building, but it's every single one of us. 
And so this is part of that spiritual fruit. And some of the other spiritual fruit is the, the kindness that we share for one another, the, the, the love that we share for another, the, the grace that we share for one another. These are some of the spiritual fruits that Paul is uh, sharing with this church and showing how they are increasing. They're increasing and growing in strength and, 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 and number, not just adding physical bodies to the church, but growing in relationship with one another through the gospel. And so this is one of the things that Paul wanted to share with them, and they're increasing in their, in their faith with one another. Secondly, we move on to our next topic, which is never cease praying. Never cease praying, which comes from Colossians, the first chapter, verse 9. And it reads, And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased praying for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Amen. Now, some might ask the question, what does praying without ceasing look like? Does that mean that I'm just supposed to be constantly praying, that, 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 that prayers are just constantly running in my, coming out of my mouth, am I just, Lord, I just want you to bless everyone that, 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 that comes across, you know, is, 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 am I just constantly praying? over and over again in my, is it repetitious prayer? No. Praying with not, without season is, is not repetitious prayer. It is not us doing uh, constant babbling in, in, in prayer. What praying without ceasing is, is praying with, at, at having a mindset of prayer. That we should have a mindset to be mindful what God is saying and showing us and, and, and just being prayerful for all situations that are going on around us. Uh, it's no way possible for us just to constantly be praying. We, we have other things that we have to think of, but we should be mindful of keeping God in the forefront in, 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 in our decisions, of things that we do daily. Uh, for, for our children, for our families, for our parents, for our friends and our co-workers, uh, for God's wisdom and his guidance in all that we do. The scripture says that we are to pray without ceasing that we may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As we stated earlier, prayer is a, is a, is a conversation. And just while we're in conversation with God, we should expect God to show us things and speak back to us. Because um, some might say, well, how do I know God is speaking to me? What does that look like? I, I, I don't know if God is speaking to me. And it might not be something where you're just going to hear an audible voice of God telling you something that the clouds aren't just going to part open and you're going to hear this majestic voice that sounds like Morgan Freeman telling you what to do. We might not experience God in that, that, that form or fashion, but 
God can lead us through his spirit. Uh, God can lead us through his word. That's why it's very important for us to study our Bibles and, and, and read and get a, a closer relationship in knowing his word. We understand God more and more when we're in relationship with him. That constant communication, that constant talking. I have been with my wife, Linda, for the past 25 years. We started dating 25 years ago. We've been married for 22 years. And over those past 25 years, I think I know her pretty well. But I can firmly say that even after 25 years, I'm still learning new things about her. There are things about her that I thought I knew and understood that that are different from what I didn't know. And some of these stories and things that I've known about her, I've seen them and experienced them from a different light. And I've learned and grown closer to her during this daily journey of continuing to grow and learn with her. And brothers and sisters, I share that because a lot of times our relationship with God is the same. We can never fully know God. We can never get to a place that said, well, I've read the Bible a few times and I've no scripture and you know what? I'm good. I've, 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 I've reached my limit. I know God. Me and Jesus, we're like that. We're, we're, we're good. No, this is a constant relationship. This is a constant growing. This is a constant day-by-day learning, walking, journeying. And this is where that faith and that wisdom and that knowledge comes from in our walk with Jesus and getting to know him better and learning and growing. Now, if I just stopped growing at some point, um, at this point, I would be kind of cool because, you know, I, I, I think I'm at a good age. I'd rather not get a little older. But, hey, if God wants me to keep me aging, that's good. But if, if I were a little child and I stopped growing, my parents would have thought there was something wrong. And they would have been taking me to doctors and be like, okay, he's not growing. He's not maturing. Something's going on. We, well, we should constantly be growing and maturing and growing closer with God in our relationship. And brothers and sisters, that happens with us spending time in in his word. That happens with us spending time in prayer. That, That happens with us keeping a mindset and keeping him in the forefront of all that we do as we journey through this life. These are some of the words that Paul is sharing with the Colossian church that are very true for us in our spiritual journey and our spiritual walk. As we continue on, we look at our next outline, which is coming from Colossians, the first chapter, verses 10 to 14. Prayerful instruction and encouragement. Prayerful instruction and encouragement. Verse 10 reads as follows. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with, with joy, giving thanks to the Father 
who has qualified you to share in the inheritance and the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Brothers and sisters, this is good news. Paul is writing and, and not only uh, expressing a prayer, but it is a prayer of encouragement for every single believer in the church of Colossae on how to live their lives and not only how to live their lives, but encouragement of why they have hope, why they have joy, why they have strength to make it every day. He writes in this part of this prayer, this encouragement to them, where there's a couple things that he just, just really wanted to make clear. First of that was that they would bear fruit. And as we stated earlier, when we live for God, when we are walking in his will and his way, we will bear fruit. There will be gospel fruit. Our salvation is an individual choice. Every single person here has to make that conscious choice whether they would open their hearts to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when you open your heart to make that conscious choice, you receive his salvation. Your name is written in the book of life. You are a part of God's family. You belong to Jesus. But the important thing is, we, and we hear me clearly on this, we are not saved just to live for ourselves. We have not been called out of the darkness into God's marvelous life just only for our own personal salvation. This wonderful gift that we've been given, this wonderful gift of salvation is something that is to be shared, something that we should be a witness to of what God has done in our lives. And part of that fruit that we have is in sharing his gospel, sharing his love, sharing the hope and joy that he has given us. And we are to not only share that, but just come together in, in, in doing so. That we are to encourage each other in this journey of, of, of faith, of how we have been called out of the darkness into the, the, the into God's marvelous love, into the, our relationship with Jesus. He shares on this that we, are, we increase in knowledge in God through our relationship. Not only in our relationship with God, but we increase in our relationship with one another. We have this beautiful opportunity to minister to one another, to love one another, to encourage each other, to lift each other up. Uh, our lives are amazing testimony on, on how we can be a blessing to one another. This is part of the reason why it's so important for us to come together as a church in fellowship, for us to come together as believers in Christ that we can encourage and strengthen each other just even in the gifts of our presence of knowing each other and being around each other. 
One of the things that uh, we did this morning as a uh, staff and volunteers this morning, we came together for a huddle before service to pray together, to talk about uh, the service, to get to know one another. And one of those basic things that we did was we just took time to introduce each other and, 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 and say our names because sometimes we can come to church each week, we see faces and we might smile, but we might not know that person. We might not know their name. And I'm giving every single person in here permission to shake off uncomfortableness and say, hey, my name is Anthony, what's your name? I see you at church all the time, you're small, you're friendly, I just want to know your name. And brothers and sisters, it starts like that. This is how we build gospel community. This is how we build that, that gospel fruit of getting to know each other and love one another and, 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 and live out the truth in the gospel of what God has called us to. And as we get ready to close this message and we, and we look at what that looks like for us as a church, uh, particularly for us just here right now, let's just make this personal. As we take a look around at our brothers and sisters, those that, are, that, that we're here with right now, we have this beautiful opportunity to bear gospel fruit, to build in our love and, and, and in our knowledge, not only of one, one another, of what God has for every single one of us. And that starts very simply with, with just our fellowship, our love for one another. The scripture says that we as believers will be known for our love. And so let us connect together. Let us do what this card says. Connect with us. Let's be us. Let's connect together. We have a grand opportunity to get that started just even this week. Pastor Tommy had already sent the invitation in, and I'll, I'll repeat it again. This Friday night, very at here at West, our West Dallas campus, all four of our Epicos locations are coming together. Our worship teams are coming together to sing and give, and give praise to God. And we are coming together as our four locations for a night of combined worship, a night of giving thanks unto our God. A combined night to give thanks and adoration and praise and, and we're going to pray and there's going to be a short, short word uh, shared from scripture and, and just opportunity to come together in unity to give thanks and praise to God. This is a grand opportunity to, for us to start to make more and better disciples pouring to each other in the love that God has shown every single one of us. And your presence is important. Not for numbers, but your presence is important because someone is quietly being encouraged by your faithfulness, by your joy, your walk, your, 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 your perseverance in coming to the house of the Lord and, and coming together in community and coming together and serving at, here at the church, uh, whether it might be serving in connections or in the tech team or your singing worship. Uh, just your presence is needed and felt. Your gentle smile is felt. And we come closer when we introduce ourselves and say, hi, my name is so-and-so. 
It's good to see you, brother. I hope your week's been good. I've been praying for you. So let us not cease to pray for another. Let us not cease to, to lift each other up. Let us not cease to encourage each other in the gospel as we journey every day. This is our incredible gift to one another as we are continue on in exploring what God is saying to the church of Colossae and what he is saying to us as a church of believers today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we love you, O oh God. We just ask that you continue to pour out your spirit upon us, Lord. And just help us, O oh God. Strengthen us, encourage us, O oh God, to, to lift your name up. To tell those without hope that there is hope in you, Jesus. Those that are, are broken, that there is healing in your name. And most of all, to those that do not know you, that there is salvation in your name. This is our prayer right now in Jesus' name. Amen.